Hello everyone and welcome to the daily newspaper analysis which is brought to you by Lawseco. So today we will discuss the newspaper articles for 14th and 15th September that was for yesterday and today. So we have four articles for our discussion so we will definitely you know discuss them in detail. The first article is from the Indian Express. The title of this article is T plus one settlement, how it works and how it will help the investors. So basically, what is the scheme of T plus one settlement? So what do we do know about it and how will it actually help the investors in various share markets, etc. The second article is again from the Indian Express, which is titled as Flattening the Hills. So this talks about the taking out of the Aravali Hills from the eco-sensitive zone and what actually would be the impact of this on the complete culture and the conservation of the Aravali Hills has been discussed in this article. The third one is Reaping the Early Harvest. In this article, this talks about uh, the idea of uh, having you know various kinds of uh, free trade agreements that India is coming into uh, with various countries. So, what are the benefits in the coming times, and what are the prospects of this? Have been discussed here. And finally, we have an article from the Hindu Today, which is titled as "Behind the Great Internet Shutdown." So, as the name itself suggesting, this talks in line with the Anuradha Basin case and as to how has been the scenario of internet shutdowns in the entire country and what has been the impact on the right to internet as. A fundamental right. This newspaper analysis is brought to you by me. My name is Sheva Khan. I am a law graduate and I had completed my law degree from Uttaranchal University in the year 2019. I was the batch gold medalist and I also have been a national debater and a public speaker. Here at LawSeco, I'm working as the expert for current affairs and I'm also managing the current affairs vertical. If you wish to connect with me or know more about me, you can click on my Twitter as well as LinkedIn handles. The links to both are available in the description box below. So let's quickly start our discussion with the first article of the day, which talks about T plus one system. So let's first understand as to why is this into news. So the T plus one settlement system would help investors getting money for the shares they sold or bought faster and in a safer and risk-free environment. So basically this actually makes sure that the investors who are actually to make sure that whenever they have sold or bought the shares in a faster case so that basically is safer for them and has more, the most possible risk-free environment that can be given. So the T plus one also reduces the number of outstanding trades at any instant which means decreasing the unsettled exposure of clearing corporation by 50%. So basically the principle here is narrower the window for settlement, the lesser the chances of the insolvency proceedings affecting the proceedings of the trade. Basically the T plus one settlement is the one that would provide safer environment to the uh, you know the uh, shareholders or the people or the investors who are buying or selling the shares. Now let's understand how will this T, T plus one system work in this direction. So the trade takes place within one day and the investor gets the money on the following day. So basically T is the day on which the trade takes place and plus one is just the other day, the following business day in which the investor would get the money for his sale or purchase or whatever that as transaction has taken place. So this basically reduces the time period for any uh, contingency or anything wrong to happen and that is why it increases the chance of the investor to get his money as soon as possible. So that is why, please remember that in the T plus one system, the T is the date or the very day on which that particular trade has taken place and plus one is the very next following business day. 
Now here are the advantage of this particular system. Firstly, no operational or large technical change. It will go almost the way it is going on. Just the time period has been reduced to a little bit extent to increase the efficiency of the transaction. Second, there is no fragmentation on this. Basically, all the transactions will be done very clearly on the specified date. And thirdly, no change in core clearance and settlement ecosystem and that will still remain the same. So according to the outcome, the US DTCC strongly backs the T plus one system due to its merits. Basically, it's also there that takes care of the credit and entire system in the US. And there is an obstacle in this direction that the foreign investors would face operational issues due to difference in the time zones and foreign exchange problems. But that, of course, can be settled upon negotiation. There could be difficulty in hedging the net Indian value Indian dollar system as in the dollar terms. And there is a positive aspect of this as well, that the T plus one system could bring a 41% reduction in volatility component of the NSCC's margin. So basically this is for the national credit system in which uh, the volatility or the basically the, uh, prob the probable chance of becoming anything vol volatile or something that might become so abrupt, that is reduced by approximately 41%. So you can consider here that the T is the day of the trade, T plus 1 is the business day after trade and T plus 2 used to be the second business day but here it does not include the same. We are only talking about the T and the T plus 1. With this, let's discuss the second article for the day, uh, which talks about flattening the hills. So there has been a new plan uh, which has been made to draw the boundaries of Aravalis in Haryana. So as we know that Aravalis are the, you know, the most, you know, one of the most ancient, the oldest kinds of old mountains that we have. And they actually run through Haryana. Which other states does it, does it touch? That is your question for the day. So definitely look onto that. So a big chunk of the fold mountain will now no longer enjoy the protection of the eco-sensitive regions of the NCR, which is the National Capital Region. 9,000 hectares have been left out of the boundaries of Aravali, damaging the mountain's ecological functions. Now, this is one big cause of concern that already due to the old age, they were already being depleted very fast. And as we know that a lot of a number of mining activities also take place in the Aravli range. And now this particular decision which comes up that has taken out a big chunk of 9000 hectares of the Aravli mountains out of the eco-sensitive region of the NCR further puts it to a greater abrasion or a greater chance of being eroded in the coming times. So, the Supreme Court's role in protecting the Aravalis, let's see, uh, since 2002, the Supreme Court has cracked upon heavily for encroaching the Aravalis. So, no mining operations are to be conducted, including real estate projects, but yes, this is uh, one thing uh, that we need to understand that there are still a lot of illegal activities of mining also that are still continuing on the Aravali range and that definitely needs to be curbed by the law. And it was still noted by the Supreme Court in 2018 that the hills had lost a quarter of itself owing to illegal flattening as we were just discussing. So let's understand that what can be the immediate call to the actions. The local authorities need to realize that this will benefit the residents of the state for sure because definitely it will help in protecting their culture, their environment as well. Then the obstacle that we can see in this uh, area is the resulting effect is a combination of socio-economic issues and administrative failures as well because many a times the administration is not able to implement the proper, uh, you know, uh, implement the regulation of the rules in a proper manner. The ecological advantages are not properly appreciated by the locals and definitely uh, not unless the locals become much aware about the entire situation, it is very difficult to curb the flattening of the hills. 
also there is increasing pollution along with the groundwater stress whose main source is the aravalli and that is why we need to consider the ecological uh, importance that the aravalli search and the kind of degradation that they are going through and we at all the levels be it at the individual level the society administrative as well as the state and government level we should all come forward to save these mountains with this let's discuss the third article which is the article from today's the indian express which is uh, about reaping the early harvest india to go for the ftas basically which are the free trade agreements so india definitely is eager to negotiate the free trade agreements with various countries like the united kingdom us canada australia and the european union so this would definitely ensure liberalizing the tariffs on select goods of course because when you talk about the free trade agreements it basically is uh, the one that aims to have better and smoother trade amongst the countries free trade agreements so basically the agreements of trade that are free from various kinds of barriers tariffs taxes etc so india wants to negotiate the ftas for an early harvest deal so basically let's see that uh, what we are actually we see so the early harvest deal is a lot into news these days so we definitely are looking forward to the various capable markets that can that can take a lot of you know the goods that we are producing over here the agricultural products that we really have over here at this particular time so let's consider that what are the laws that govern the free trade agreements so ftas are bound by international laws namely firstly we have the gatt which is the general agreements on tariff and trade and the second most important one we have is the world trade organization so the ftas go against the wto's principle of most favored nations so recently the mfn was also into news because most favored nation basically talks about or works on the principle of non discrimination which means that there would be no discrimination on the grounds of tariffs barriers etc with any particular country but when we talk about the free trade agreements so definitely a discriminatory or in a way a biased approach or a biased favor is given to any particular nation so this does not go very much into lines with the most favored nation concept of the wto so in order to combat the gatt which is the general agreements on tariff and trade it proposes that tariffs needs to be liberalized on substantially all the trade basically not unless these tariffs are liberalized it would become very difficult for the countries to come together in terms of trade and a clear example of this is the trade war which is still going on between us and china so the meaning of substantially all trade is not mentioned anywhere so this definitely is left out on the option of the various countries so it uh, is open to interpretation as per the need be so it is generally understood to cover high proportion of trades between the fta members so basically it would cover mostly all the goods mostly these consider not all but mostly all the goods that might be transacted between two or more than two countries through an uh, through a free trade agreement so let's see that what are the challenges and way outs that we can see or consider over here the first challenge here could be that the early harvest deal would only cover half the trade with australia so this basically feels dangerously short of the which means that basically this dangerously falls short of the requisite substantially all trade so when you're talking about that it would include include a substantially all trade but here when we talk about the early harvest deal so it would only cover about half of the trade with australia which might not definitely be in line with what we are talking about being a complete or a good or a successful fta so fta vulnerable to legal challenge at the wto's dispute mechanism so definitely if at all there is a free trade agreement that might be questioned under the aegis of wto's dispute mechanism so that might also not become very much substantial or might not reap good benefits in the coming future so the solution here is that that india can sign interim agreements leading to the fta so for now we can take baby steps and definitely move towards a better or greater agreement in the coming times 
the interim agreements needs to pass the necessity test by the GATT as well as the WTO because obviously this would save the future problems that might arise in the you know there could be a dispute according to the WTO or something so it is always better that we always pass the necessity test beforehand itself. So the interim agreement is to include a plan to form an FTA within a reasonable amount of time and the WTO members also need to be notified seeking prior approval for the grant of interim agreement. So definitely these things are taken care of so it might be made sure that the FTAs would not fall short of any kind of legal uh, you know, uh, compliance in the coming times. So let's discuss the last article for the day which talks about behind the internet shutdown. So we know that since the time of uh, 5th August uh, 2019 when uh, the uh, section you know uh, 370 as well as article 370 and 35A of you know the Indian constitution they were brought down and finally the statehood you know of Jammu and Kashmir was taken away and the special status was removed. So since then the internet has been a big problem. But we need to consider here that internet shutdown has not only been a problem in Kashmir itself, rather there have been other instances also, but yes of course the majorly one has been in, the, in Kashmir. So the Supreme Court on January 10th, 2020 held that access to information via the internet is a fundamental right and please remember the name of the case over here which was Anuradha Basin versus Union of India. So it was also held that the internet restrictions were subject to review by the court which means that you cannot as in the government cannot every now and then as per the whims and fancies of the government can any time just put on some restrictions on the internet because internet in today's time is a very very important source of information and we as a right to information have a fundamental right under article 19 as well. So definitely it was brought to this notice and it was said that if at all there has to be any restriction put on the use of internet so it needs to be reviewed by the court and only if it is deemed necessary by the court as well after a cross check then only these restrictions would be applicable on the use of internet. So let's talk about the recent restrictions that have been imposed on use of internet. So Kashmir definitely has undergone internet restriction after death of Sayyid Ali Shah Gilani who was the hardline separatist over there and after that uh, his death basically it was actually feared by the government that a lot of protests would go on and the people might march on the uh, roads and there could be a lot of terrorist activities that might take place and that is why maybe to curb them the internet restrictions were put in. So restrictions have also been imposed in five districts of Haryana in the wake of the farmers protest which is still going on. In most cases, it has been observed that the internet suspension orders are not uploaded in the government websites. And see, if at all, the government is doing this, we need to understand that it is not just taking away our right to use the internet, it is in a way abridging or violating or even, you know, suppressing our fundamental right also. Definitely, the fundamental rights are not absolute in nature and we have reasonable restrictions under Article 19 Clause 2. But whenever the government is putting any of these reasonable restrictions, it needs to make sure that it is giving a valid reason to that. Thus, in this case, if the government is actually in any situation taking away or putting any restrictions on the right to use of internet, so here also it needs to make sure that it understands that how important a fundamental right this is and a proper notice and a proper orders of the government are duly uploaded on the government websites. Then, the Anuradha Basin judgment has not been complied with on multiple other instances by the JNK government in particular as well. So let's understand that what are the major difficulties with the approach. Firstly, it erodes the trust. So the absence of the official order is a grave issue. 
without it the internet restriction cannot be challenged because see it needs to be understood it actually we how can we even make sure that the internet restriction is coming from the side of government how can we make sure that it is not any kind of a jammer that maybe some any terrorist faction or terrorist group might be using or something like that so to make sure that this is very much ethical and coming from the side of government the trust of the uh, citizens should not be eroded and they should very much be made un- to understand that it is coming from the side of government through the government orders so if the court orders the government it creates a chance for the government to delay the publication of the same as well which was there according to the telecom suspension rules 2017 also the second point is the lack of awareness so the rules regarding the arbitrary restrictions imposed on internet they are rather scarce and are also odial to take action against that is why people many a times set back and they don't do not really come forward to complain about anything from the government third is the wide ranging impact that the internet suspension cost 2.8 billion dollars to the indian economy in 2020 which is absolutely huge and if we talk specifically about uh, jammu and kashmir then a lot of trade education and economy was hit badly because of the internet shutdown because a lot of educational institutions a lot of colleges a lot of offices also a lot of the transactions they all go through the in, uh, making use of internet and they were all stopped uh, due to this in the entire thing So there are other harms also like economic psychological social journalistic because now internet is not only become a source of you know basic use but also entertainment recreation etc that outweighs any speculative benefits so the internet ban is a measure for emergency and not stifle democratic voice so definitely only in the grave situations should the government consider to take away this right of internet use and unless there is no situation like that so the government should make sure that we as citizens are provided our fundamental rights to use of internet so that was all for the day we hope it was a good and informative session for you all thank you so much for staying tuned with lawseco and do not forget to catch the podcast discussion of this analysis on spotify google anchor as well as apple podcast also if you wish to download the pdf of today's slides you can join our telegram channel the link is available in the description box below or you can simply scan the qr code that you can see on your screens right now also amongst our various instagram channels we have a new edition that is for law seco finance along with judiciary clad and ugc net so if you're preparing for any of these exams definitely make sure that you are following this as well thank you so much